0: Welcome to the 424th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. Stay tuned for my interview with writer Jessica Thompson, author of the new novel, A Caterer's Guide to Love and Murder. Stay tuned for the interview. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Jessica Thompson, author of the new novel, A Caterer's Guide to Love and Murder. Jessica, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Jeff.
0: Great. If someone listening hasn't heard about your novel, A Caterer's Guide to Love and Murder, yet, how would you describe the novel?
1: I would say it's a cozy mystery with recipes. That's a niche market. There's there's a lot of culinary cozy mysteries out there, but mine actually... Contains recipes, but my publisher also says it's not that cozy, so it's not as cute as other cozies. But that's the genre that it's that it's closest to.
0: <laughs> Great. What was the original idea that led you to write a caterer's guide to love and murder?
1: Oh, it was really when I found this subgenre. I've I've always loved cooking and baking. I even toyed with like putting out a cookbook of some kind. And I've always loved mysteries and plot-driven stories. So then, when I found it was really the this specific subgenre that made me go, "Wow, I think I can really do this," because it's two things that I love smashed (laughs) together.
0: (laughs) That's great. What was your writing journey before writing your novel? When when did you start writing fiction?
1: I think I've always enjoyed it, but I never really dove in until I found. A spot for myself because I always thought it would be too competitive, too, that I'd never find success because that's, I think that's what everyone tells you. So it was like thinking I could move to Hollywood and become a star. Like it's just not achievable. So then when I found this subgenre, it was like, okay, this, I can do this. And get somewhere with it.
0: As you mentioned earlier, you've included recipes with your novel. Do you have a favorite recipe from the book?
1: Probably the one I'm about to make. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the dark chocolate strawberry tort. It's, it's one of few recipes that actually calls for uh, fresh fruit. So it's not like a cobbler. It's an actual cake, but it has fresh fruit, which is a rare combination.
0: That sounds really good.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and did your family enjoy you testing out the recipes for the book?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Family and friends and anyone I could load them off to.
0: (laughs) That's great. Are you planning on writing another cozy mystery novel?
1: Yes. I'm thinking this will be part of a series. So um, like other cozy mysteries, it'll be a, a standalone, but part of a series of standalone mysteries. So same characters, but new stories, new bad guys.
0: <laughs> so are there cozy authors that inspired you when you discovered the subgenre?
1: Yeah, I think Joanne Fluke was really, she was the first one I read. And yeah, hers is also a bakery owner. So there's also recipes in that one. So this that was when I was like, a light turned on over my head. And I think my favorite is Josie Kilpack. I think her mysteries are, I don't know, harder to solve and more involved.
0: Well, what advice would you offer those who are writing their own stories and novels?
1: I guess the to find somewhere where you fit. Find a way you can fit into a niche, the things you know how to do. Like with a cozy, there's other cozies where the, usually the protagonist has a job that's not detective. They're an amateur detective. So they, like in my story, she's a caterer. But if you know about knitting, there's also cozies about knitting and yarn shops and wool shops, or there's book binding cozies and there's, so any interest you have, I, I say find a way to tie that in and then you can, create a space for yourself that maybe no one else can take.
0: Can fill. You mentioned earlier your strawberry tort that you uh, particularly enjoyed. What is your cooking background?
1: I'm just an avid home chef. That's why when I toyed with putting out a cookbook, it was like, wow, I have no qualifications for that. <laughs> so... <laughs> So first I went about getting some qualifications for it, and then I found this genre, and it was like, it's perfect.
0: Besides the recipe that you mentioned earlier, are there particular styles of food that you enjoy cooking?
1: I think I enjoy trying, like being adventurous in cooking in the kitchen. So I'll even, like, I garden, and I consider that an extension of cooking, because I have to find a way to use the like 300 cherry tomatoes that are sitting in my kitchen right now. Or we've also raised animals. So I'll find how to use strange cuts of meat. And yeah, there's a freezer downstairs full of pork that we raised and a milk cow. So she was tough. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe people don't want to hear about that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> As you were working on the novel, was there anything that was particularly challenging or that you had to figure out about how to write a good, cozy mystery?
1: Yeah, I think I think putting together a whole mystery that makes sense and that you don't see coming, but also like you should have seen coming, that's probably the hardest part. Because when you're reading it, you go, oh, I know who it is.
3: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And, oh, I could do
1: this. This is so easy. But then once you actually start writing, there's so many things you have to weave in. So it's so plot-driven and so complicated that I've turned into a a plotter, not a panther, because there's just so much you have to think about and you have to know the ending before you start I think of a mystery
0: and so given what you just described I'm assuming that you wrote a fairly extensive either plot or or outline so that you could figure yeah. out the clues and the red herrings etc
1: yeah I had a lot in my head but then I had to start writing it down especially once I found the uh, save the cat so I made an extensive outline yeah
0: Can you explain The Cat for those who might not be familiar with that?
1: Yes. Um, Originally, Save the Cat was a screenplay writing book. I don't remember who wrote the original. But then they adapted it for Save the Cat Writes a Novel. And that's by Jessica Brody, I think. And they basically talk about how to frame, how to structure a story. So they say whether you're a plotter or a pantser, which means whether you plan out and outline your story or whether you write by the seat of your pants, that's plotter versus pantser, you still need to figure out the structure at some point. So whether you're halfway through and stuck or whether you're about to start writing or whether you've written a whole first draft and you have to make sure it makes sense and will be like fulfilling to the reader. You still have to think about structure at some point. So then it's really helpful. I think save the cat because they have a bunch of outline templates and genres, genre specific advice and ways you can mix genres. And there's a little bit about building your character and building your end and a little bit of marketing, and log lines, and synopses. Anyway, but most of it is about structure, which works with my brain. <laughs> That's great.
0: So what novels or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed?
1: Yeah, I mentioned Josie Kilpak. I really like her books. Let's see. I also... <laughs> I keep handy the river cottage meat book. It's really in depth about understanding cooking and butchering and everything about meat. But again, that's maybe a hot topic for people, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, like really in depth, strange cooking books. I'll also read like about the cooking of science, the science of cooking. I like that subject too.
0: Well, now there's almost a a subgenre, or I would say just a genre of shows on TV, cooking competitions, whether it's professional chefs or home chefs competing against professional chefs, and then Mm -hmm. the Great British Baking Show. I'm curious if you have a favorite of those shows.
1: Oh, yeah. I love the Great British Baking Show. That's a great one. I was just watching that last night. I was making a list for myself of new things I need to try baking like I've never poached an egg. I got to learn how to poach an egg. I've done some other more in-depth weird things, but I got to learn some of those basics.
0: Great. Where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your new novel?
1: I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Jessica TH author or my website is com. It's J-E-S-I-C-A, standard, I think, original spelling of Jessica. Not really sure. <laughs> and Thompson, <laughs> T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. So, yeah, com. That's how you can sign up for a newsletter. It's a weekly newsletter. Or... Yeah, I guess I'm focusing a lot on Instagram, but Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. But my actual book is being sold on Amazon. Yeah, just search for the title, A Caterer's Guide to Love and Murder. Or my name, Jessica Thompson. But there's three Jessica Thompsons, so maybe (laughs) don't do that.
0: (laughs) Well, again, we've been speaking with Jessica Thompson, author of the new novel, A Caterer's Guide to Love and Murder. The novel is on sale now, so go buy a copy. And Jessica, thanks for doing this interview.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: The Reading and Writing Podcast is brought to you by Libro.fm. Libro.fm lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. You can pick from more than 185,000 audiobooks, including bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers. You'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. But you'll be part of a different story, one that supports your local community and your local bookstore. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to get more books into your busy life. You can listen during your commute, while doing chores, walking the dog, or just relaxing at home. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro.fm app. If you already love audiobooks and don't know what to listen to next, check out recommendations and curated lists from people who know audiobooks best, your local bookseller. Here's your special offer from the Reading and Writing podcast. Get two audiobooks for the price of one today with your first month of membership with the code RWPODCAST at checkout. This offer is only valid for new members in Canada and the U.S., Check out Libro.fm today.
2: At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with